All right, today's guest, you might know him as the host of the WP Tonic Podcast. It's Jonathan Denwood. I've known Jonathan for quite some time. I've been on his show once or twice here and there. And uh, listen, I just love somebody who has a strong opinion about WordPress, who can weave it into you know, their business and just stand behind the values uh, of what they believe in. And I think it makes uh, WordPress a better melting pot because of it. And we dive into all aspects of business, of freelancing, why he started in the WordPress world. What would he do if WordPress didn't even exist? And the benefits of running a podcast. You're, you're going to get a ton of value. And if you don't know Jonathan, you're going to get to know him today. And don't forget to check out uh, his WP Tonic podcast. It's mattreport.com. mattreport.com slash subscribe to join that mailing list. Let's get into the show. Oh boy, I am excited for today's first sponsor, and it's John Locke from LockdownSEO.com. That's Locke with an E, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-W-N-S-E-O.com, LockdownSEO.com. John is an amazing guy, and thanks for sponsoring the show, John. He focuses on helping manufacturing companies with search engine optimization so they can get more requests for quotes. He focuses on the manufacturers that are doing 250000 to $50 million a year. He's an amazing SEOist. <laughs> Can I say that? He does great design. But if you're an agency, if you're a consultant out there, you say, how, how am I going to leverage this man's capabilities? Well, if you're an agency and all of a sudden, some manufacturing company walked through the door, some you're a consultant, and all of a sudden, some manufacturing company said, hey, can you build us a website? Well, you, you know that's only half the battle. You have to build the website, and then you have to rank it, and you have to optimize it so that they're actually getting those quotes coming through their email. Reach out to John and partner up with him. Use his SEO services. Use his skill set that's primarily focused in the manufacturing market. Or if maybe you just know somebody who's a manufacturer, just turn to John and say, hey, this guy can do it for you. Not only can he design the sites, he can optimize it and bring you more customers. Now, you say that this is... I, I can't utilize any of these services, Matt. Well, John has an amazing YouTube channel, youtube.com slash John J. Locke with an E. Just search John Locke SEO on YouTube and you'll find his channel. He is a YouTube juggernaut. Tons and tons of videos out there teaching you everything you need to know about SEO, WordPress, ranking, content, marketing. Check it out. John Locke, John J. Locke on YouTube. How about today's second sponsor, searchwp.com. Searchwp.com. Coming out with searchwp 4.0. I don't know about you, but I've been using searchwp for the longest time. It's the first premium plugin I think I've ever used that really made a customer go, wow, there's more to this WordPress thing, right? And I've used SearchWP on sites that we've built as intranet sites, as e-commerce sites. And, and let me tell you what it does. It makes search on WordPress a million times better. Not only is it faster, more performant, but it's giving you data, and analytics, so that you know what people are actually searching for in a nice, concise fashion. So as you as a consultant or an agency can turn to your your partners and say, hey, look, search on the web is just one component. What happens when they get to the website? What if you're doing tons of content? You're a publisher. What are people searching for these days on, once they hit the website? Let's build a content plan around that. SearchWP is going to help you do that. And 4.0 is going to launch two major components. It's going to do custom content support, and then it's going to enable proper multi-site global search. So if you're somebody who's building out a marketplace, you have these sites that are uh, building out individual pages for uh, for your customers or your clients, or you're a higher ed and you have all of these sites that are in the network of a multi-site, you can search across that. You can get results across that, right? Custom content support is going to include posts, pages, media, all registered custom post types. And it also includes users. So if you're building out this big intranet, again, this higher ed thing, big clients, big projects, or even small ones can really use SearchWP. So check it out at searchwp.com.
Um, basically, we maintain, uh, we specialize in learning management systems like um, Learn Dash, Lifter LMS, and also WooCommerce websites. Um, and we build them and we maintain them. And this isn't something that you've always done, right? Because I remember years ago having a chat with you about some other products. Maybe it was like a SaaS type thing that that you were working on at the time. How did you find your way to just focus in on not oh, just building still, another WordPress website? Still doing website? the SaaS product, Mel Wright. Okay, that, I was still doing that. That still has a a growing audience. Uh, um, so I haven't given up on that. No, uh, um, I never hear I never hear you promote it. Well, I've got a podcast for that. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I come across everything else you do, but I, I, I've never seen you promote that on Facebook or Twitter. Or... That's it's a totally separate world. It's 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 a growing podcast. It's called uh, the Mel Wright Show, mm-hmm. and it's just aimed at real estate agents and brokers. And I have a co-host, Robert Newman, who uh, runs another um, marketing company in the real estate sector but higher end where my Mailwright product is aimed at a slightly lower price point and he's been my co-host for about over a year now but I've been running that podcast for almost two and a half three years now and how are you finding well let's just dive right into this because you are you know I think what a lot of us are doing or trying to trying to do a couple things at once to say the least you've you've got well, you've got the the membership service and support and maintenance, and then now you have the MailRite product, and you're balancing that. Plus, you're in the crazy world of podcasting. That's a lot of work. How? how why? How, how are you managing all of this at once? A great difficulty, but I, I do it. <laughs> <laughs> I do it because it's got to be done. You know, yeah. um, it's a bit like you. You know, you're in full time employment. You got a family as well. Um, you got a young family, plus you keep your agency go- going as well, plus you do the map report and a couple other things, and you occasionally come on my podcast, my round table show, which is much appreciated. So it's really just the same. You've got a lot going, haven't you, Matt? Yeah. And it's that it's 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 what? It's 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 finding are we ever gonna be happy? Like let's say you and I we finally hit the pinnacle of one of the 80 things that we do. Are, are we ever going to be happy? Well, I think I'm reasonably happy. I could do a bit more money. I think. I don't want to put do- words in your mouth. I'm not saying you're not happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I don't, you know, um, I can't see myself retiring to Florida and just playing golf, you know, which mm. don't get me wrong. If you're into golf and you like to retire to Florida, good luck to you. But I don't really see that as, um, Something you know, I think I always need to be doing something that keep me occupied. Yeah, yeah, chasing and creating. What what, what part of it do you like? That's like, what I like, like about the- Word. That's what I like about WordPress. I, I think I sense you like that as well. Is is the creativity of the WordPress community of the people you've met through it? And I'm just the same. I, I'm aghast at how people think of an idea and from nothing. Um, they build something. It's like alchemy, really, isn't it? It's like it's taking nothing and building gold, really, isn't it? Yeah. Do you do you think WordPress? Do you think you'd be where you're at today in, in terms of like just products uh, and having the ability to create? Like, do you think WordPress really enabled that for you? Installing plugins, mix and matching pug- plugins, things like that. Like, did it unlock that creativity for you? Do you think? Not really. I I think it's a great platform, but I think I would have just found some other platform, be quite truthful about it. So software would have always been in the mix for you regardless. Well, I got got into it at a very uh, late stage in my life in my um, mid-30s. I didn't actually own a computer until I was about 33. Um, And then I bought one and I got fascinated and then... I got into coding. It was actually through Flash. Um, I was one of those horrible Flash action scripter coders. Um, 
And I've got some agency work for doing that because nobody nobody knew what the hell what they were doing. So I, I, I told a good story. And I had produced some decent um, portfolio fillers, which I could show some agencies. So I got some freelance work, but I was also running my um, – I was running a, a reasonably large retail business in the UK, but um, I got this computer, and then I got into web development, and then I got into Flash. And then I decided I was going to do a degree in multimedia design because I thought, well, I'm a bit of a fraudster here. I don't really know what I'm doing, even though I've got some people to pay me. I need a degree, and I, you know, which was fine. I did the degree full-time, even though I had a business, plus I was doing some... Oh, I think there's a trend here, isn't there, Matt? I like to fill my time up, don't I? <laughs> I mean, did you... Did I mean, looking back, I mean, you said, hey, it was fine, I get the degree. Worth it? Not worth it? What are your... Nah, not really. No. no. It was totally, but I got a nice certificate from the... Um, um, I forgot the name of the university. It was right next door to my main business. Um... um Eastern Anglia University. That's it. They had a campus. They had a campus in um, Cambridge, but they weren't part of Cambridge University. But I could. I used to go to the used to go to the campus like once a month in Cambridge because that's where they had the graphic design department, and it was a mixture of coding and um, design elements. So they used to send us up by train up to Cambridge. So I can say I've been. I can say with a straight face I've been to Cambridge University, Matt. <laughs> yes, I, I used to do the same thing at a, <laughs> at a local university. I used to go and just go to the gym there and be like, yeah, I go there. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Write me down. Yeah. <laughs> Write me down as somebody who would, as, as a student. But you're, di- you're doing things sort of where a lot of people, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but they, they have the know-how, they don't have the business sense. They can't tell that story to land them the job right uh and now you've fused the two i'd imagine and quite well yeah i've been um the business has been going really well since i decided to specialize in learning management systems um about two years ago it was going it was going reasonably okay i was gradually picking up clients um but I think since um, I chose a, a niche, you know, learning management systems with WooCommerce, because a lot of the learning management, the more complicated ones, you tend to have to integrate it, or they want a, um, a more sophisticated um, shopping cart system, and that leads to WooCommerce. All roads lead to WooCommerce, don't they, Matt? They do. They do. Um and um, it's been going quite well since then. I've got some big clients now. Um, I've been able to hire some friends that I've met through the podcast as subcontractors. Um, I could always always looking for more clients. Um, well, that's the fact of business, isn't it, Matt? You know, unless you go forward, you, you know, you can't stay still because staying still is actually going backwards, isn't it? Right. Right, right. If they they say that plateaus don't really exist, because if you feel like you're on a plateau, you're really on a decline. Um, but you don't strike me as somebody who would have difficulty knowing your worth, knowing what value you could bring to a, a customer, a brand, and not being afraid to just maybe I don't even know knock on the door and say, "Hey, I can do this for you." Like this thing that I this 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 superpower this knowledge that i have i can help transform your business like talking to people and telling your story is probably not something you've ever struggled with i'd imagine well actually i do actually because that, that surprises many people because I, I i i'm not i'm not obvious outrovert i'm all introverted really i know okay. that sounds amazing it does but, i mean uh, if you watch the show <laughs> you don't you don't necessarily pick up on that no, but I, um, I'm, I, I tend to, you know, I'm not the type of person that could go into a party and just grab hold of anybody. Um, I'm actually not like that. Um, it's pure show business, the podcasts and the videos, aren't they? You know, it's, it, you know, I, 
I'm sure you've realised that we're, we're, you and the other leading people in the WordPress podcast, YouTube, media world, we're in show business, aren't we, Matt? Right. I mean, that's a lot of business too, is show business, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, again, like like the thing I grab onto what you said is, is telling that story. And I think a lot of people, you know, lack that trait, but I think it can be, I think it can be, I think it's something that can be taught, right? Something that there can be a framework for giving somebody the confidence to, you know, again, like I, you talk to a lot of freelancers, a lot of developers say, oh boy, I don't like to sell. I don't like to talk to people. <laughs> um, well, it's a necess- it's a, it's an evil that you're going to have to deal with at some point. <laughs> so I don't know what well, to tell yeah. you. You know, communication, you know, um, actually bagging the clients that you want, actually getting the work, obviously the technical side, but, you know, I was, a, you know, in truthful, I was a mediocre front-end developer at best um you know now i just tend to keep my hand in with the wp tonic and the mail right site on the front end um but even that i i normally get i've got two i've got two developers that work for, mostly for me now full time and i've got a couple part other part timers i've got a good graphic designer and i've got a couple other people a couple of good project managers I tend not to do much of the work now, which I think is a good idea. Matt. Sure, sure. Uh, um, but I think as the front person, I, I think I come across pretty effectively. I've got a very broad knowledge, um, and if it really come down to it, I, I think I can delve in and get the job done. I just don't think I'll be the most efficient person to do it. What does the landscape look like to you? And, and let me... Let me phrase this or frame this uh, with some context. I spend begrudgingly time in the page builder Facebook groups. It is like this oh thing my that God. I, like, you, this you, is like you, I like you. to punch myself in the head as I'm you, browsing oh, through it. Oh, my Godfathers. And, um, you don't really other, do that. You don't oh, really I do. do. Oh, I do. My. It's it's like reading the tabloids when you're waiting to check out at the grocery <laughs> store, you know? It's like you can't you can't not look. Um you know, and I see, you know, again, I, I, I am totally on board with somebody who is new to the business. I mean, this is, these are my people, you know, you know, people who are trying to put out good product, good customer service for a fair price. Like those are the people I really enjoy. Yeah. Um, but I see some crazy stories uh, uh, and, and questions where people are, you know, the other day I saw one where a consultant was saying, hey, I'm looking for another contact form because my customer told me that this other contact form delivers email in less than 10 minutes. And my head just exploded. Like, like first of all, like in what world do you think that controls email deliverability? In what world does the consultant let the client tell them that they should do something in WordPress? And my head was just spinning. But I appreciate how page builders can enable somebody who wants to learn right and do things right, achieve some monetary freedom. Um, what's your take on how these page builders have shaped the consulting market? It's the wild west, but we like the wild west. <laughs> There's opportunity in the wild west. Well, that's, that, that's the contradiction, isn't it? That's the, that's been the contradiction of your own show for the past how long have you been doing it? Almost eight years, haven't you? Yeah. But in some ways, isn't that been the contradictory thread of your own story on your own podcast? It is. It's doing things right, and you're you wanting to promote that and yourself and for other people, but also you're attracted to WordPress because it's the Wild West, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, and it's those contradictions attracted me to it because being a bit of an outsider... I came here with a reasonable chunk of money, but unfortunately, my American wife, we broke up and I soon lost that money. (laughs) But um, I've made reasonable amounts of money and I've lost them and made reasonable amounts of money again. So I have the confidence that I will be able to return. Uh, um, But back to your thing. Yeah, that is the contradiction of, of reading that in the forum, isn't it? Is that, it's mind-boggling, but it's 
that's WordPress. It's the Wild West, isn't it? Mm. Mm. Um, and and it's and do you, sorry, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go uh, you know, and the page builders are fantastic, and I and you know, I think people that can front end develop from the ground up. It has its place. I we in our own agency, we mostly use um, it's Elementor now with a bit of Beaver Builder. Um, we use it for rapid pro- prototyping, and then on, and then after that process, we tend to code it and lock it down because a lot of clients don't want all the power of Alimator. You know, yes, it's not hand coding, but the idea that it's a easy program to use is a totally delusionary, isn't it? Right. Um, if you know, it's easy to use if you're using it every day and also you've got the graphic ability to use it as well. Um, it's fine, isn't it? But, um, <clears throat> no, Alamate has a problem of consistency anyway, which is inbuilt into the product anyway, but that can be overcome. Um, but, you know, to give it to a client fully, the amount of training you have to give them and that, and it's just not a good idea. So you have to lock it down to a certain degree, but it helps with rapid prototyping. I don't, I don't know if you feel the same. I do. Um, you know, I think it has, it certainly has its, uh, its benefits. I am one that leans towards uh, Beaver Builder because I am feature adverse when it comes to mm. these things that power my or my clients' websites, even my own websites. And it's really why I've been using Gutenberg on a lot of my my pet projects because even I felt like if I just stayed with core WordPress, there's less iteration hitting me all the time where I'm kind of constantly worried about what did this affect on my website, right? Like Elementor just seems like, and I literally today, I think they launched a new feature again. And I'm just like, I can't, mentally keep up with the amount of features they're rolling out, nor do I want that for, you know, a, a customer's website that I, whatever, if I, if I were still in the game, you know, selling and, and consulting with them on. But this is like, this is what people want, right? This is why, this is why we're here. If the market didn't demand it, we wouldn't have these tools, right? Gutenberg included. Well, I think Gutenberg has got, you know, which we have endlessly discussed, um, um, but I think there was two. There was really very much two part, or even maybe three parts to the Gutenberg story. So, there were, into my mind, there was really three elements that caused a real witch's brew. Um, and one of those parts is that you know I've been avoiding using it on client sites like the Play, but we have one major client who hired a a very expensive design digital agency to build their website but we've been maintaining their websites for the past three years so they've decided to keep us on after the after the design digital agency tried to muscle in and gave them a quote that was almost five three times more than what we charge them Mm. um they rapidly um um, but the new site, it's 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 very large website, and they've decided to go down the Gutenberg route, which they were advised by this very expensive digital agency. Um, and so we have had to, you know, me and my crew have had to rapidly learn the joys of Gutenberg, you know, and sorting out some of the problems that have been left by the digital agency, you know, which in all fairness happens on all websites because clients even even the best um and there was a lot of meetings and sub meetings which I unfortunately um was expected to attend but I managed to avoid a lot of them. There you know, there's, there's gonna be a period of about six months where they're gonna want changes. There's always after the site has been delivered, there's need for changes. So we've rapidly had to learn the joys of Gutenberg. Yeah. I'm curious to unpack even that that story just a little bit in the face of page builders because sort of where I was going with that discussion is how do you still show 
your agency's value to a customer, um, even still leveraging these tools, even in the face of like this digital agency that might have charged three to five times X, how do you win the client's expectations, um, you know, when you're up against a digital agency? Because I would imagine, you know, so many freelancers, we hear this, you know, value-based pricing. We feel, you know, we hear just charge, just charge five times more. It's like, oh yeah, that's easy. <laughs> you know, it's easy to say to somebody, yeah. right? But to have somebody do it is is drastically different. And I feel that tools like Elementor, Beaver Builder, Gutenberg, for the newcomer in the space, they're, you know, like that consultant's already adverse to charging a lot of money. They're, yeah, I'm a little, a little afraid to charge because I'm not sure, really sure what I'm worth. And these tools make it so damn easy that they sort of get, uh, uh, sort of this, this, they get a little paralyzed, right? They're like, wow, well, this tool made it really easy for me. Maybe I shouldn't charge this customer too much money. But how do you present value, right, to overcome that so that you are profitable? You can have a team and you can just be the guy sort of doing the overall strategy for the company. Well, I think there's two areas. I think there's obviously you need to specialize. I, I really do think you need to specialize and find a niche in 2020. I think being um, the market has fundamentally changed. I, I think the area which is over the past three years has fundamentally changed the most was the small digital agency that was design focused. And then they used to do like custom um, themes, and they would have out they would have a outsider developer do that customization for them. That market has shrunk because of page builders, because the the designers in the agency do it themselves to some mm-hmm. extent. They no longer need to hire the developer to develop a custom theme mm. for that project. Now, I know a lot of high-end digital agencies that used to get their themes from Theme Forest and then used to get a junior, knock it out, and they'd be charging like 25000 for it. Um. And that used to be the, that used to be the, the topic. Like when I first started the Matt Report podcast, like that is the example that I would always, I used to have like the that lightning round, you know, like every podcaster used to do back in the day. And I would always say like, what do you do with a $500 website, right? How do we move up channel, right? Because, and that was the basis of it. I would see all these people charging, you know, 500 bucks, a thousand bucks for a $20 theme. And I'm like, this is like, what's going on, right? <laughs> and, and a little bit of me just being uh, naive to the market, but also like looking at what people were doing. And, and now it's just, it's yeah, either gotten that, 10 times worse or where so i think you need to specialize right that's one yeah. area that will help you the second area is that you've got to understand as you as you grow and go further up the food chain what the client is looking for and what the client requires dramatically and gradually changes when you're dealing with small, very small companies or startups, it's all about getting as much value out the vendors that they hire as possible or looking to do as much as possible themselves because they just don't have the budget and they don't, they've got more time than money on their sure. hands, right? As you, as you go up the food chain and, you know, Hopefully you will agree with me this. Um, it becomes not so much about price, more about will they deliver and will they be around to service what they've produced. So me as a manager or individual in a slightly larger company to medium size to larger companies, if something goes wrong, I'm not going to get the blame for it. Mm-hmm. Plausible so, deniability. <laughs> so, um, and also what you're going to understand is when you get into a bigger project, uh, you know, a medium to larger project, is the amount of hand-holding and meetings and more meetings and more meetings on top. And if you're not, if it's your first ride in that kind of environment, you pen, you probably will totally underestimate the hours that you're going to have to input because you'd focus on the 
on the technical side of producing the project that's required and you don't take into account the amount of meetings that are going to be required. Yeah. If you're a subcontractor, um, you won't have that because you'll just be dealing with the technology and that's why, to some extent, that's why you get your cut and that's why the digital agency normally gets a much bigger cut and you normally resent it. But what you don't understand is the amount of hand-holding that digital agency is doing with that major client. Do you think WordPress would you as, First of all, would you agree with that, Matt? I'll get No, worried. I would. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, they, you know people who might be new to this space, new consultants, like you're probably hearing that like I did and probably like Jonathan did. And you're like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll deal with it when I get there. I just, you know, I just want to sell and 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 sell to this big client and I, I'm going to try to win them over with a low price, um, which listen, can also be a strategy in the beginning. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with, you know, if you're just starting out and you know, you've got value inside of you, but you're not ready to spend 10, you're not ready to price yourself at 10 grand a project. Yeah, you might have to go into a Highline brand that is a perfect fit for your workflow and say, I'll do it for like two grand. And and if I do it for two grand, I need a video testimonial. I need a written testimonial. I need to plaster your logo all over my website because I'm then going to take that and double down on it to sell to the next person for 20 grand, right? And sort of leapfrog even that price you were afraid to get to. So 100%. Do you think WordPress, the software, is on the same path that allowed you, you know, years ago to start this business and continue to flourish as an agency, or even if somebody's out there who's just a freelancer consultant, like, do you think in a year's time, two years' time, three years' time, we'll still enjoy the options and plugins and all of this stuff that allows us to tinker and build solutions with? Do you think it's still on that same path for at least the next three to five years? Well, it's very extremely difficult to say, isn't it? You know, you have your own point of view around the evils of Jetpack and Matt Mayergweg's evil, um, darskly plan to... Um, I'm only kidding. Sorry, Matt. I've got a team. <laughs> uh, um, this is my last show. Ladies and gentlemen, don't <laughs> you know, look for me uh, over at thebusiness5000.com. I've got a tease a little bit. But you might be right. Who I, I, um, I don't, I, I don't. you know, Matt, Matt, oh, Matt, um, he might have this daskily plan five years out you know you might be you know he's a really smart guy you know uh, um i've only had like four sentences of a conversation with him um you've probably spoken to him a lot more than me um you know you might have this deep plan um but plan you know when you get a size company like that you know, it's a bit like being in war. You have a strategy, but soon, as soon as you, as soon as you enter the battlefield, the strategy just goes out with the water, doesn't it? You know. Yeah. Uh, um, so I don't know if he's got this deep down strategy. I, 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 I sometimes I, I'm a, just a gas that um, automatic and. And I, I just get a sense that he has the insight and then I look at Automatic and some of their actions and I think, my God, there's nobody at the head of this ship, you know. It, there is no plan. It's just total turmoil. Look, look at last week with the way they handled WooCommerce and the subscriptions and they, they the way they handled that last week. Is that a sign of a company that really... You know, has somebody re you know real deep understanding of where they're going? I don't, I don't think it does. I don't know. You know I, I'm told. Yeah, I mean, I'll give you these three pillars of how I see this stuff, and then you can comment on it. I mean, take the word dastardly and maybe just say replace it with uh, average, normal. Like I think the moves he's making is what we see with every other SaaS startup ever, right? They're trying to make money. What he's, what's not happening correctly is the communication. 
around that. But the three pillars that I see that affect the long-term culture or the movements that we're all enjoying right now, downloading WordPress, getting a couple of plugins, putting a number on that, selling it to a customer, supporting a customer, rinse and repeat. The three pillars are, well, automatic itself, like you've uh, noted. We don't know where their direction is. We don't know what they're going to do. Jetpack, WooCommerce, big elephants in the room with this unforeseen like forecast where it's going. And that all sort of, you know, changes the second pillar to me, which is big third-party plugin owners, Elementor, Yoast, Optin, uh, Awesome Motive, who has Optin Monster now and is really going to make a big push or is making a big push into SEO contact forms. And these big plugins are looking at what Automatic's doing and saying, oh, we need to build our own uh, ecosystem, our own platform, our own experience so that we can retain these customers. And then the third pillar in my opinion, is is the community, right? It's folks like you and me who are taking pieces of automatic, taking pieces of uh, awesome motive and Elementor, and we're building solutions around them, and we're putting a service fee on top of it. And all of these three pillars are affect are affect one another, right? Uh, I mean, whatever WordPress does with Word, I mean, whatever automatic does with WordPress is going to domino effect to all of us. Everybody who's invested in Elementor, the day that they say, "Hey, we're building." Elementor, SaaS, we don't even use WordPress anymore. Okay, what do I do now, right? Uh, and then that will obviously <clears throat> affect uh, the lower end of the community and, and, and freelancers. And, and that's the, the, the three things I see constantly in motion and tug of, tug of war with each other. Um, not really a question, more of just like a statement. And I don't know if you have anything, any particular view. Well, on there's it. a lot there. Um, you know, the, let's start with the last one with the animator. Um, scenario you know the answer to that is that that there's going to be other um it's it's really you know it's like i i i really know nothing about the divi community you know i've never been part of it i've never really um, i've got the name of the founder he doesn't really i don't think he does interviews does he matt i've got his name uh, yeah, I, I I forget his name too off the. But top he doesn't of do interviews, does he not? Uh, that I don't know the answer to. Yeah. Um, well, I know nothing about the Divi community, but when I do delve in it, oh, you know, there's over a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand. You know, it's mostly designers. You know, when I when I do go into the forum occasionally, the Divi, it's it's a totally separate world, right? Hmm. And then you've got Alimator, they've been around for what, I don't know, two, three years, up to six million users. You've still got Beaver Builder. And then you've got these, you've got these other, Oxygen, um, Breezy. There's still a lot of choice out there. So if they yeah. if they ever go out, um, it's such a big it's such a big world WordPress that I think their boots would be rap- rapidly filled, right? Mm. So mm. I'm not really that bothered about what Elemator's um, plan is um, to some extent, you know, because, um, well, look, look, you know, you just said about Yoast, you know, but, you know, um, it looks like it's going to, the competition is growing in the SEO plugin world, and it looks like it's going to get a lot more competitive in the next eighteen months, doesn't it? By what's yeah. happened recently, yeah. Um, where it comes, see where I, I, I think where the thing was. I, I, I do think that we don't know what are the real economical drivers of automatic we it's not clear what really i would presume it is woocommerce um and all the add-ons i would not be surprised if that wasn't um one of the more profitable elements of automatic um, the VP side of it, you know, that's a black hole because, you know, we don't know 
what they make of that. It's never been that clear to me is where their real profit centers are as a company, right? Hmm. It's just never been that clear to me. Um, you know, obviously the core WordPress is open source software, so um, that cannot be changed, you know, which is to some extent a guarantee. You know, it would take a lot more aggravation and turmoil for there to be a effective fork to my mind, I really don't see that happening unless the situation got a lot worse. Yeah. Um, but it, that sold is always hanging there to, um, but on the other hand, I've always understand, you know, cause we've got to be frank here. The, you know, if you were looking to set up a, uh, a website quickly and you were looking at Squarespace, Wix or, or WordPress.com, you wouldn't choose WordPress.com, would you? No. Yeah, this is a bit, it, it, they, they had to do something. If they want to make that a money uh, center, they had to do something drastic and they've got to do something to improve that environment. About, about really encroaching on what, the implementers, the agency, the the small agency to the medium agency to the consultant has been the historic driving force of WordPress. It, you know, fundamentally, it built WordPress into what it has become, not Jetpack. To me, Matt going on about Jetpack um, at WordCamp US you know, is slightly, um, I find that slightly amusing. I, I just really, um, I really like the Jetpack people. They're such nice people, but I just consider it a terrible product. <laughs> one of their one of their designers, Jeff Galinsky, used to work for me uh, at my studio. We live just a few miles away from each other. Yeah, I love them. They're always such nice people, some of the sure. nicest people at WordCamps. But, you know, I feel guilty and insane to it is that, you know, if a client that has it installed, the first thing I do is try and persuade them that we should remove it. Yeah. Um, so, but I do understand why they have, they got to do something about Word.com because they got, they got to do something about it. Um, about I think, you'll, the- I think the, the proof will be in the pudding when we start to see the, when we start to see real, true marketing and branding efforts come out of automatic to say that dot com is the place to go for all of your trusted word like if you want to experience wordpress the best way you come to wordpress.com or you install jetpack like when that starts to really become the common language of their branding experiments that's when you'll know that they are truly uh up against the third-party developers, hosting companies, and consultants, really, in my eyes. Well, yeah, but I just don't really see that as being necessary, fundamentally. You know, they could go down that path. They could choose that. That could cause more damage financially than the the upside of it. You know, it's a very delicate... um, Yeah process that they're involved in and um their ability to communicate where they want to go has been in my mind disastrous hasn't it yeah it is you now it was one one of the problems of you know if i had been matt i would have never never publicly stated that i was the project manager of that process i would have avoided you know i in fact i would have been unofficially but officially i would have never declared that i was the project manager of of gutenberg yeah i mean that's a little bit of matt's ego a lot of bit of matt's ego taking charge there which is i think found us in some of the troubling waters lately yeah we but i just wouldn't have done it i think it was a terrible decision to publicly say i'm I'm taking over now all the angst then is aimed at me. 
Right, right, right. You know, all the daggers have, have yeah. drawn and thrown, aren't they? You know, that was um, – and, you know, it really also gives a contradictory uh, message that basically it's saying – I've got nobody in the organisation in Automatic that I feel is capable of taking over this crucial project. As the founder, one of the founders of the WordPress, whatever it is, <laughs> that's a whole other um, witch's brew that we could discuss, uh, um, you know, of whatever it is. I've got nobody in my crew that I can send to the Russian front to take over this mess. <laughs> well, everything gonna, ends in war. Everything ends and starts with war. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to the front myself. Well, I, I, you know, he thought that was a good message. I always thought that's a terrible message. Do you think we have a voice, you and I and, and others who are listening to this? Like, do we truly have a voice in, in this WordPress movement? I would have thought no, but I'm always surprised by how easily establishment is upset by by even the most non-important voice like my my voice. You know, I think you've got much bigger voice than mine. Um, um, I, I I just you know also a lot of people a lot of people are respected. You know, they they gave up on WordPress after this Gutenberg fiasco. Well, and the reason why I say fiasco, it's not the end product, the whole way it was handled. Right. A lot of people thought, you know, fuck this, you know. um, I've got a good job somewhere else, and I just do this because I believe in WordPress, and I just don't need this crap coming my way. And they just walked away from it. And I think that's quite sad, isn't it, Matt? Yeah, I mean it's a a project this size. I mean this is a small country. <laughs> this is this is a human problem, you know that that we have, which I've said on repeat. And it's it's unfortunately it's unfair to to a lot of people involved, and you know our our group of people, the consultants, the product owners, the freelancers, the designers. I mean, we're an outspoken bunch because we've decided to put the pressures on ourselves. Like we talked about the top of the show here is like, why do we, why do we keep doing this? Right? Well, we're trying to earn a living, trying to earn a living our way, right? Without anybody telling us what to do. And we're going to be very vocal when an attempt on our (laughs) livelihood is I won't say threatened, but starting to become altered. And the unfair thing, like you also mentioned, the folks at Jetpack are great people. Automatic people at Automatic, great people. They have made the decision to work at Automatic, so they don't have to be like us maniacs, you know, scratching and clawing to make a living. And and then there's, you know, they're being sold the the dream of, you know, you are contributing to the most. Uh, widely used content management system on the web and we're going to change the web and they're, they're fully bought into that and it puts us at odds right and then there's the c-suite of automatic which we just don't know <laughs> like we we don't know who they are why what the decisions are being made why the decisions are being made and it really puts good people at odds with with each other um you know and i would like to say that there that we do have voices and and I guess I'm more pessimistic on that as saying like it's it's slowly fading. Um I don't want it to and I hope that that people will you know be more vocal uh of where well, they I'm want not, to see I'm things. I'm not so sure about I I think I, I understand why you say that in a way because I think and it, but funny enough it wasn't about Gutenberg that that to what I'm just about to say. I really think Wix, Squarespace, other page build, other website building platforms were encroaching on this bread and butter um, of small, uh, a one-person design um, 
designer that had graphic designer in the small business world in a local community like Reno that was doing flyers, logos, um, but building relationship with a number of small businesses, right? Because they did small jobs, right? And then, and then they would take themes for the really low end. But then when they got a medium client who had the budget, they would look for a developer, a freelancer in their local area to develop a custom theme for that client. Well, a lot of that work's disappeared because they don't know, they no longer have to hire that developer. Or they had to hire a developer to do some basic customization. Well, they no longer have to do that because they can either use a, uh, something like Alimator or Beaver Builder or they go to Wix or they go to Squarespace, right? I know a load of designers that dropped WordPress. And they've gone to Squarespace. Obviously, you know, they come up against the limitations of a SaaS platform quite rapidly. But for the right circumstance, it's the right solution, probably. So that market, that market got hit hard, right? But on the other hand, like my, my co-host, Adrian, who's built a CRM, you know, you know, and he's building it out rapidly. You know, the amount of work him and his team. You know, I'm talking about Groundhog. You know, I'm just being aghast at how how far he's taken the product, him and his team, and how much work they're putting into it. Well, you would—I don't think you would get that anywhere else than than in the WordPress ecosystem. I've just been aghast. And I think if he can keep at it, and he and he finds the market fit, he he will in the end be able to build a really significant business. Yeah. So there, there's still I still feel there's still opportunities there, Matt. Yeah. No, for sure. Definitely on the business side. I guess I was referring to more of just like. Uh voices in the community like you know do people really listen to us and should we care i mean at this point should we care well, and just can i be frank about it i've, go, been, go I've it. been happy i've got to know you and you've always because you came on my show when i first started when it was awful yep. but then you still you still you still came Wait, on i was it. awful or the show was awful no the show was awful <laughs> <laughs> and I had Crazy Bill as my co-host as well, but I well, I'm still him. I'm still friends with Crazy Bill actually. Good. Uh, um, uh, um, but it was awful, and he had an awful website, and it was awful. But you still agreed to come on. You, you, uh, um, I could tell that you thought, why have I come on this? But uh, um, <laughs> uh, and, uh, um, um, but they 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 seem to be a um and. I'm not saying you were part of. They seem to be a very tight crew that were dominating the WordPress community, and they really didn't allow outsiders to be part of it. Um, or you you had to kind of pay some fee to be entered into it. That's the, when I used to go to word camps and I haven't been for the past couple of years because I've just been busy with these two companies. Um I sense that quite a lot. And um I think that's imploded because there there's so many um you know so many of the leading edge plugin um agencies are based abroad either they're based in eastern europe or they're based in india or pakistan or indonesia or it, it's gone you know i have i have people approach me to come on the show and i never heard that they're plugging and they've got over like they've got about half a million installs so i've never even bloody heard of it back sure sure and yeah. i think it's well, become much more international than the early days where it was much US based around, you know, and you actually knew the people a lot more tighter. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, the uh, first of all, I mean, thanks for for breathing some some new life into my expectations. 
<laughs> you know, because because you know, I just after covering this stuff, much like you, for the last seven or eight years and in WordPress for over ten, I guess you just eventually, even though I talk to a lot of people, you just eventually get you know those those blinders on. So I guess things aren't as bad as I may perceive them <laughs> from just the uh, behind this microphone. But um, yeah, you know, to to comment on you know, on, on the globalization, uh, of WordPress and the products that are out there. I mean, I, I just reviewed on my plug and touch channel, the, um, the, uh, Bloxy theme, which I was getting some comments on other videos that I had done and, and some people reaching out to me saying, Hey, you should check out this theme too. And, and it was, and I just installed it and it's like, how are these people doing this with all of these features? I've never heard of them. I've never seen them before. Yeah. No about page and 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 consumers are just rushing to it, going, "I gotta, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use this now because look at all these awesome free features." And it just again blows my mind that people will make a switch so fast. But also, these unknowing, unknown folks have built something ridiculously powerful for not a penny that you would could, you could give not even a tip jar on their website yet. <laughs> and I'm just saying, how is this even possible? No, it's just it's just mind blown, is it? Uh, I'm interviewing on Thursday. It's a it's a learning management system called Tutor, and they're an Indian based company. You know, and I was thinking, um, I haven't tried it out, but um, Adrian has some knowledge of them, and they agreed to come on the show, and it looks an interesting product. But I was wondering, you know, how they're going to compete with Learn Dash and Lift LMS and the the established player. But you can, can't you? You know, the, that's that's the good side and the bad side of WordPress. But um, right. it, I think part of the thing it is this globalization element that's happened. I think it's become much more evident over the past two to three years. Is that it's it, you know it used to be very US orientated the development community but now it's really become quite internationalized sure sure well my friend this has been an amazing conversation i can't thank you <laughs> enough. Time. we've got a wonder here <laughs> we? Uh, we started in england we came to the u.s now we're over the globe so uh, it's been a phenomenal conversation where do you want people to go to find out more about you? Well, you know, join us on the WP Tonic. Matt joins us on the Roundtable Show. I do two shows a week around WordPress. I do the Word. I do the Roundtable Show out of joy because it's great when Matt joins us and the other regular panelists joins us. Um, it's just a great conversation, and I and I just do it out of joy. The um, the interview show is more on the business side of things. Um, um, but we have some great guests and uh, I try and mix it up with various experts or people I think I want to interview and learn something from them. Um, so, so go to the WP Tonic website and sign up for our newsletter and also join us on the podcast as well. What about this MailRite product? Can we promote that here? Well, MailRite, you know, MailRite has been a long-winded story, to say the least. You know, <laughs> I must have broken every rule of web development and market fit, marketing, you know, find your, you know, find the pain point, find how you can solve. I did nothing of that. I just I just wanted to build a SaaS, you know, and, and it's MailRite version 2.0, and it's actually turned out to be a really powerful product. And I've been lucky that that the competition haven't moved on too far. So it's still, I think the feature set that it offers to real estate agents at the price point is pretty amazing. Um, but it's taken a lot of work to, you know, um, when you're building something like that on WordPress, you know, when you're building an application platform, the amount of bugs and other things that you're dealing with is just on a different level to a, you know, a website, which is pretty bad, isn't it, Matt? Yeah, but, it but, is. God, it's all a nightmare, isn't it? <laughs> Slightly. It's all Slightly. madness, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> 
It is. Maybe well, we should please. save that. We should save that conversation for having you on the Business Five Thousand podcast when I do get to that at some point, because I think you can bring some great value uh, to that community as I slowly build it out. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's all it's um, you know it's all about Mark. You know, I think I think the web in itself is morphosized. It, you know, you know the technical. You know, just having a website that worked at one time was a uh, um, gave you market edge in a local internet, and then it's become easier to knock something up. But um, to actually get an effective result from what you've got up is still very, very difficult, isn't it? It is extremely difficult that's why they give us money isn't it money to that's, you money to well, me I, I hope they give it they don't give me money they probably give you money uh <laughs> everybody it's the matt report mattreport.com mattreport.com slash subscribe to join the mailing list it's number one way to stay connected don't forget to check out the business 5000 it's an idea accelerator for early products and startups we'd love to have you join over there business 5000.com we'll see you in the next episode <laughs>